Epstein. What's up? I was looking on OfferUp this week, and I found a listing from four months ago, right? And I messaged the guy, I'm like, hey, do you still have this thing? Because I'm like a, a solid one for 12 on OfferUp. Like, people don't take their listings down. Like, I mean, you just never yeah, know, right? all the time. Or they just stop, like, using their account. You never know. Yeah, I still have it. Great. Wow. What a steal. And so I'm like, okay, I just want to make sure it's sealed. Like, everything's good. Yep, everything's great. Awesome. I was like, well, I have a pretty busy work schedule this week. Can we meet up uh, Friday or Saturday? And he's like... No holds. Mess me back Saturday. It's been on for but four months. I'm like, months. bro, four months. No one's bought it. It's like half retail. Like, you finally have someone expressing interest. Am I? Am I in the wrong here, Dean? To be upset? Like, just a little bit annoyed? No, especially with how because, old that is. That's an old listing. Because it's not even like I haven't yet not offered to pay. That's what bothered me. Like, if you would have said like, hey, like, I, you know, I can meet you Saturday. You just got to pay now or pay half or whatever. <laughs> No problem, right? But right off the rip, like, message me back Saturday? What the fuck is that, bro? That's not how you sell an item to a Can you imagine how many people... Can you imagine how many people he's... Has messaged him in four months, though? Probably none. Because if it has... I mean, if Lego is half retail and it hasn't sold yet, bro... I don't know, man. That's... It's about Lego? (laughs) Forget about it. What set is it? Um... It's Are you gonna message me? Yeah, I'll message you. I'm, I'm basically buying it for the minifigs. I know it's retiring Secrets. soon. And I just don't want to uh, miss out on the official minifigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have it's like, bro, four months, bro. Have you considered that maybe he's been holding it for someone this whole time and now he's kind of fed up? He's like, <laughs> I can't anymore. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Wow. How do I become your special someone? There you go. Wow. <laughs> Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. You've got a billion toys. You brought in a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash Collecting Weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Jonathan. I'm Marco. And I'm Ben Thomas. I hate to hear it. Welcome to this week's episode of <laughs> wow. Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank our friends over at One Six Corner for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. Guys, don't forget to use code CW10, that's capital C, capital W, one zero. We're doing our live recording for 10% off all in-stock items over there, so visit 16corner.com. We have a great show for you guys tonight. We have uh, some new Hot Toys stuff to talk about, some new third-party stuff to talk about, and we not only have one discussion topic, Dean, not two, we have three discussion topics for tonight. We're jam-packed, and I'm... 
I'm excited to get in the woods with it. Uh, but Dean, before we ta- uh, talk about any of that, we have a very special segment that all the best shows start with. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. What did you get new this week, guys? I got a special package uh, today. You were Actually, supposed to tell everyone about that. Yes. <laughs> arrived wow. yesterday. Um, from sh- listener of the show, Michael Mann, sent me the McFarlane, oh, yeah. the Batman, or as he said, Vengeance. Uh, I was like, hey, man, Batman arrived. He's like, Vengeance arrived. I was like, you're not wrong. He never calls himself Batman in the movie. He always says vengeance, so... Wow. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> he was so excited, he launched... What yeah. happened? He fell and hit the space bar. And like, oh, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, the great figure. I I kind of want to redo the cape. Um, oh, Don't do it. Yeah, I might not, but... He just, like, can't really sit on the motorcycle all that well. With the cape on, like, it's kind of... Um, but, I yeah. mean, other than that, it's a fantastic figure. The articulation is way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I have the the Dark Knight McFarlane one. And, like, his, he doesn't really have a whole lot of articulation, like, from the waist down. Like, he can't really get his legs Same. out in front of him. But this one can. I was shocked that he can, like, do, like, a full front kick. Um yeah fantastic figure i really 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 like it um mario says dean's a batman guy now bro you miss so much mario (laughs) dean's like batman's biggest fan bro he's always kind of been a batman guy though if we're being honest closet fan let's let's calm down here um uh yeah yeah so anyway super happy to have this i still got some other stuff in the mail but it did not show up but i did get um this one's I'm really excited for from Rainer. He's still giving me birthday gifts, which is crazy. Wow. Um, June from Halo Reach. Uh-huh. And what uh, the fuck, Rainer? I told George. you I needed George. How dare you? Well, I had asked him a long time ago. Well, I asked him before, so I mean you weren't well, even collecting. You, you, you well, didn't. I mean Dean, I did. Dean is the favorite. That's fucked Thank up. Thank you, John. That's fucked up. <laughs> Not um, to me. To be fair, Zach, uh, he had sold the first one he had. I was like, bro, I needed that. <laughs> no. uh, and he was like, oh, fuck. Rainer, you're dead to me, bro. No. Actually, no, you're not. He's hooking me up with a Lego Beskar keychain. So, yeah, you, so now I only need, uh, what's the ca- the commander's name? You don't Remember even deserve he- it. You don't even deserve it. You don't even know the names, bro. Carter. That's what I thought it was, but I was like, well, no, that's I'm Cat and Emil. Uh, well, Rainer has them, but they're mine. He just has them in storage. And we have Rainer, my birthday's in June. Don't forget. He had also gotten me the uh, Noble Six. Noble Six, yeah. Wow. And he also got me Palmer. I had shown this off a long Jesus time. Jesus Christ. Um, it makes me pay for my things. My goodness. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's uh, that's all I got this week. Um, super excited. Um, to finish the Halo Reach line. I don't know when Carter's coming out. He's not out yet. So, um, yeah. Very that was cool. me. What about you guys? Uh, real quick, checking with the chat. We got Toy Mafia, 123Thor, 123Gaming, Sweet Angel, Ben Thomas Show, 
Badfish, Irwin, Equan, Lane Kramer, Shauna, Sweet Angel, uh, The Queen, Stephanie, uh, Ninja Squirrel, John, The Everyday Collector, Gigi. Uh, just stopping to say hi, getting ready to fail another exam. How dare you, Equan? Wow. All you got to do is swallow a big nut to have a special someone. You'll hate to see it. Boogie, <laughs> Manny, Mojo, Z78. Uh, we also have Scott Bradley. What up, Big Peps? Uh, Sean Usby, Mario the Professor, uh, and Tukatri in the chat. Uh, Gigi says, think there's some quote, you live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy or something like that, <laughs> at Dean liking the Batman. Yeah, I mean, that's hilarious. That's a, what a, that's a solid joke, bro. Damn, that was good. <laughs> Lane, I'm waiting to I'm waiting to see if I can get. He said, "Did I finally put together my Lego Luke?" I'm waiting to see if I get the kitchen set because I want to put them together. Uh, we also have David Jones, uh, Marco. You got something new this week, also? What'd you get? Yeah, so I got the Jedi Fallen Order. This is the Cal Kestis uh, lightsaber from Disneyland. Now, I think Mario and Eddie, since they were kind of with us, you know, most of the days there saw how I really agonize over purchases. Like these are, I think like 165 bucks or 175. So not an insignificant amount of money, but like from day one, when we got there, I checked this out and I was like, ah, up until like right on the last day, right before we were about to leave. Um, and like, I tried them all out and, and held all the different lightsabers in my hand. And that sounds a little bit interesting, but um, yeah, this one was ultimately like, I loved the option to kind of display with the battle damage. You can link two of them together if you want to. And I think it just like looks beautiful and feels really premium in your hand. So really happy I didn't end up sleeping and, and passing on this one. Congratulations. Now this one, I've seen people, uh, it looks like two combined. So does there is there an attachment in the box where you can combine two or is that like a different yeah. saber? So, so there's an attachment. And when we were there, Sean actually picked up a second one of these so he can put them together. So he could probably wow. show us you know what, what it looks like uh, with two. But it basically comes with this battle damage piece at the end that you can screw off. And then <laughs> that's right, Mario. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, you can you can have another attachment to link them together. So it's a really sweet piece and, and just like interesting silhouette of a saber. Gotcha. Sean always makes fun of me for this. Yes, she always says, says she, like, I, go ahead, go ahead, Zach. Uh, ben also won't make a purchase uh, without heavily hesitating. <laughs> oh, God. It's Not like I, it's... my friend. <laughs> well, that, and, and for me, weight, it's all about the weight, right? So, I, you know, like when we first moved into our house, I was like, oh, wow, you know, the floor, it feels like it's good quality. Like, it feels heavy, you know? And, and then whenever I get, like, a new, like, an Iron Man or something, I pick it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, the weight of it, like, it's good quality. And so <laughs> now if, if it's a good quality, it's, it's weighted. So I, I love the fact that you mentioned that it was heavy. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. How do you uh, measure the weight of the floor? It yeah, just feels heavy, you know. I'm a big, I'm still a big boy. You he know, did so a like if I jump up on the floor, oh. <laughs> <laughs> feel sturdy, maybe. He's gonna handstand yeah. on the roof to really feel the. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, bro. Uh, John, Ben, do you guys have anything new this week? Just a new smile. Nothing. Wow, looking good, John. Looking very good. I actually went to the dentist today. Fucking worst forty minutes of my life. I hate the dentist. Um, that was your experience. Though, Imagine for the dentist. Wow, even though we got a new dentist in my dental office, the sweetest lady I've ever met. Oh my gosh. I want to go back just, just to for a routine Did you give her a sticker? Oh, I should have. you, John, you're fucking on the ball today. Uh, I had uh, two new this week, so shout out to uh, Zach DeHoyos from the Alamo Stash Bend. Uh, gave me the heads up that Walmart restocked the uh, Shock Troopers, uh, which is pretty shocking, no pun intended, because uh, my Walmart has had the same four Black Series Landos and like 12 
vintage collection Landos for probably at least a year now. And um, I was looking to purchase these and on the secondary market, they're quite expensive. So I, I tried to go to uh, the Alamo stash bin, which is our local toy group to get a deal. Uh, and, and I was told that they had hit back in stock. And uh, sure enough, they were there for retail, free shipping. Walmart uh, has a free two-day shipping option, so that was really sweet. And um, I picked up a pair, and I, I had them on the shelf, and I was like, you know, these look really good. But in the, the Bad Batch, they're actually pretty dirty, which is weird because they're from Coruscant, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But uh, I just hit them with a little bit of uh, black acrylic paint, gave them a little bit of a wash, and damn, Hasbro's sculpting and paintwork is so fucking good. Like, I mean, it really brought the sculpts to life, and uh, I'm definitely definitely excited to have uh, a pair of these in the collection. I also have Admiral Rampart coming. Um, that figure is kind of interesting. It's kind of a really lazy figure by Hasbro because it's a repaint of Tarkin, which makes sense, but the rank bar is totally different, so kind of annoying. But uh, I was able to get him for below retail shipped, which means like I made like no money off of it. Uh, and then the next thing I got, Victoria was nice enough to buy me this. Um, the pieces for a uh, Lego Iron Giant. Now, big fan of the Iron Giant. If you watch our channel, you've seen quite a few Iron Giant videos. Uh, and I was on Bricklink, and I was like, I wonder if anyone has made an Iron Giant on uh, on Rebrickable. And sure enough, there was a few designs, and this was the one that I think was the best one. Uh, the pieces were super cheap. Um, the build itself was really, really well done. And uh, I took it to my local Lego store uh, because I was missing one piece. The guy had sent me, uh, it was like a very similar piece, but it was the wrong one. And uh, I was able to uh, find the piece in their bulk bin. And this this figure caused a ruckus in the store. Like everyone was taking pictures of it. Like people just love the Iron Giant. Like it's one of those uh, characters that I think, um, if you haven't seen the film, I think you'd love it. But uh, most people just have a really strong affinity for it, and I mean, it, it was like, it was like quite distracting to be honest. And I was kind of scared it was gonna get stolen because everyone was like touching it and everything. Is kind of freaking me out. Uh, but yeah, it's a great figure. I I'm trying to do a video on it, but I fucking I just absolutely hate making content, Dean. It's so difficult to like not. And I'm saying this totally being serious. I fucking hate making pre-produced videos. I'd much rather do it live. Uh, so I don't know if that's ever going to come out. I have this great idea well, to do this series. live content isn't real content. So. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not used to making content. <laughs> if you had me I, tell okay. We'll do it live. Okay. <coughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. Dude, I am. Um, that was good. I'm almost wanting to just do a live review of it because I shot video and I was like, man, like, this shit's not fun. Like, if you don't have the setup for it, like, and I guess the people that make try to make do what we do they don't have the equipment probably for the same way it's like when you don't have the right stuff everything's just 10 times more difficult yeah they're completely different setups yeah so yeah i don't know i shot the video i'm gonna i edit it and i'm just kind of like waiting to see if it's worth posting uh i just gotta do the voiceover but uh it was really nice because at bricks and minifigs they have these tables uh, if you guys aren't familiar uh you can build a minifig so they'll have uh four or five different sections of the table so they'll have like hats slash hair uh, faces, bodies, legs, and then accessories. And I was able to put together like a pretty decent looking Hogarth from the pieces in the table. And it's always fun to go with Vivi because she likes to put together fig and it's like buy three for $10. So Victoria put one together. Uh, but it was definitely a fun little experience. And, um, 
Yeah, Iron Giant and Lego is honestly one of the coolest Lego p- things I've ever built. And that's a um, real set, or no? So this is a mock. So someone okay. you you buy the instructions and you buy the parts. <clears throat> They're made with Lego bricks, so everything's you know legitimate Lego. Right. But it's not. Uh, it was actually this design was submitted twice to Lego Ideas, and it did hit the threshold for consideration of be, to become a set, but it didn't become a set. I think it's because the whole theme of the film is like. You know, can a gun, like, what if, what if a gun doesn't want to be a gun? And I think Lego's kind of not really doing the whole gun All thing. my guns love being guns. That's crazy. You hate to see it. Uh, uh, right, real quick, though. Um, yes. Now, the picture you've taken here is inside the Lego uh, Bricks and Minifigs Bricks, yeah, yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Did you buy this or you built this and, like, took it there? I, I'm confused. I thought you said you Okay, so it. I needed one part. <clears throat> I'm really good friends with the guy that owns the store and okay. one of the, the managers. So I just wanted to show it to him because it's cool. Like whenever I do mocks, I usually kind of bring them in to show them. Uh, okay. But I also wanted to make sure I got the exact part that I needed because I didn't want to like, you know, drive 20 minutes there, get one piece for like one cent and then go home and it's the wrong fucking piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, you know I'm what? Okay. I, I know 100% what I need, but I'm going to take it there just in case. And like I said, when I brought it out there, it was like, it's like a celebrity, bro. I felt like a celebrity. It's awesome. Wow. How tall did you say it is, Zach? Uh, this is uh, about 12 inches tall. And uh, when you put his arms side to side, like, out, it's like 18 inches wide. It's pretty big. This is a great cool. shot, by the way, with the guy on the bottom. Like, that's perfect. Is, it, is that Rusty on the bottom? How dare you? Is it Rusty? You fake fan. <laughs> oh, <gross. laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even we... like that movie. I know that. <laughs> what the fuck? You like guns. Why wouldn't you like the Iron Giant? He doesn't want to be a gun. Ah, I see. <laughs> I see. I see. No thanks. Please. No thanks. A little one. Yeah, no thanks. Um, we have a new Hot Toys to talk about. Hot Toys Electro 285 releasing uh, July to December 2023. Uh, obviously, we've known this was uh, going to be solicited for a while. I think they kind of uh, hinted pretty heavily that we're going to get some of the Rogues Gallery from No Way Home. And... Uh, I think the portrait looks fantastic. I know Marco, you mentioned the effects are probably gonna suck, and I think you were, you were pretty much on the nose there. I think the cut and sew looks really good, but overall, this just seems like such a boring figure for two eighty five. Um, you get almost no accessories, uh, and to be honest, like I just. I don't know that there's a better way they could have done it, but the electrical effects, especially on the face, just don't look particularly good i think what john Um, said on after dark last week like they had to give you another sculpt with it right because this isn't working uh yeah i completely agree i completely agree um dean what do you think about this you're on mute can you go back to the uh picture where he's uh one more okay this one i'm confused The picture on the left, he's wearing like a like a exosuit, and the braces are down by his ankles. But in the in the picture to the right, they're like just below his knee, but his leg is straight out here. So I don't understand what's happening. Does it sag? Yeah, I think when. It looks like they articulated legs, so it brings them up a bit. No, that leg, both these, uh, his... Yeah, yeah his, but the, 
right yeah, leg. Yeah, it's like so. this though, and then when you bend the hip, it makes the length from the hip to the leg longer. Oh, I guess it looks. I get what you're saying, Dean. That's a significant way to travel, right there. Crazy yeah. how nature do that. Yeah, it's, it's weird looking. Anyway, um, you're incredibly accurate. This looks so boring. I mean, it looks straight out of the movie. So if you're going for accuracy, they nailed it. I just think it's a boring design. Um, I mean, not that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a great design. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't know if they've done Electro Justice um, anywhere. Um it's it's fine if you you know you want to complete the line i think i think it's a nice figure but it's just it's not for me it doesn't capture any kind of imagination because even like with like the whiplash figure like it's cool looking right like the the torn like uh prisoner suit and the, the exoskeleton is like actually like all over the place this is kind of like a vest with some wires that hang down. I don't know. It's just, it's just boring to me. Um, but I think the head sculpt is shrink ray. At least this, right? It's a prototype. We'll see yeah. how it looks when it comes out. But yeah, it's it's missing. I don't know what it's missing, but it's missing it. You know. I think they nailed the figure. Overall, the portrait and the outfit that we're getting whole costume and everything that comes with i think they nailed the figure representation wise of the character the only part that's lacking is they weren't they could have added a little bit more innovation to the electrifying effect whether adding some led strips or something especially that face part yeah that's tr like trans no i don't I, I just don't like the way that it comes across on the figure but the outfit you got the boots everything else the portrait bang on whether it's worth 285 or not, I think we're starting to sound like uh, parrots repeating ourselves every week. We're hitting a, the price point of 285 as the base benchmark. So we got to get used to that because when it comes to accessories, this is of course a lackluster release, but it's gonna it's 285. I think that's going to be the new benchmark between 265 and 285. That's where we're going to be. Uh, but other than that, for an electro figure, I don't know what else you can ask for. Yeah, I think this is a terrific Jamie Foxx figure, right? Like, overall, the likeness is there. I love all the tailoring, and I think Dean said it's a boring figure because it, it really is, right? It's just a guy in clothes, and if you don't have, like, electric effects that are really, like, impactful or, like, have a big wow factor in these plastic bits, whether it's, like, Thor or whoever has them, never really do much for me. So, like the, like John said, like, some type of innovation would have been really great. They're, they're asking for 285 I understand, but... We need to see like something that could wow us. As John mentioned on After Dark last week, if you gave us a separate head sculpt with like this sculpted on, uh, like the electro mask pieces, it could have made the figure like really a wow for me. Like, okay, like we got two head sculpts. I see the value there. As it is, like this is definitely feels like a bargain big bargain bin one that you'd wait on. And if you need a Jamie Foxx in the collection, you can swoop it up eventually for hopefully around 250. But yeah, just not not good enough at this point, in my opinion. You guys have hotter takes than I expected. I, I was expecting more fan service on this one. I I like this figure. I probably won't bring it to my collection just because I, I'm not necessarily collecting all the, the Spider-Man villains. Um, but I do think that 
for as cool as like the headpiece that they were trying to make this for, like for the head sculpt, uh, I'd be a little bit worried about scratching the paint on him. And because the the face sculpt is so good, like that's I think the best part of this whole figure. Um, that's the last thing I would want to use for kind of a gimmicky piece. Exactly, um, Ben. Yeah, and so is it bad that the first time I saw this figure, I immediately thought, now I can make a Django Unchained kit bash. I love Django. I love that movie. Yes. This is a great head sculpt for for it, right? But I don't want to the, necessarily pay two eighty five. <laughs> the present toys head sculpt is amazing. What are you talking about, bro? You're killing me. I know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. The present toys one was pretty good. I had missed it. I think at like back when it came out, right? So I think that's for me. I'm I'm still like newer to the to the collecting. I think so. But at the end of the day, I do think this actually looks pretty good. I do like the tailoring on it. I think the outfit looks pretty cool. This um, representation of this character, I liked a lot more than the Amazing Spider-Man 2 version of him uh, in the blue and the kind of the weird face. He looked more like a Star Trek villain in that movie than uh, than what I would have envisioned Electro to look like. So I won't probably pick this up, not unless it hits kind of a deeper sale, um, or I'll use this guy to, to kitbash a couple of options. You guys mentioned it twice, but do you think that this, I mean, Hot Toys don't necessarily shelf for them, but there's certainly some that uh, really hit a deep discount on certain retailers. Do you think this is a figure that's going to shelf for them, in your opinion? I, I have to think so, at 285 bare bones with uh, really gimmicky features. It feels like a Zack, and you know, the Marvel figures have been trending more towards sitting for a long time, so this feels like one that I've seen a lot of people saying it's amazing, it looks great. I won't argue that the Jamie Foxx sculpt looks great, but beyond that, like, I don't see why, why everyone's saying it's so terrific. Like, I definitely think you could swoop this one up for a discount. Can we get you on the solo? I was gonna say, you got a full screen, that, Zach. Zach. Look at that, amazing, bro. That's I love sweet. this figure so much, in fact. That actually is a really good uh, sculpt, and um, especially in person, I think. I think uh, that you said present toys. Yeah, yeah, I think they. I think they nailed it. Damn, that actually looks amazing, dude. Because Zach, really had one, <laughs> Zach had no, one. Zach had one. Don't fucking talk about it. Bro. <laughs> he was so excited. Who made that, Zach? Do you remember? He was so excited about caustic plastic. Um, and it was so bad. And no, no fault of Zach, but we roasted the fucking shit. Dude, I out of literally it. threw that figure away. <laughs> yeah. it, it literally was in the dumpster like an hour later. I spent like so much money. It was in the dumpster, bro. That's bro, the yeah, saddest thing was, I've ever heard. Dude, it was hilarious, dude. It was worse than his uh, Black Panther Iron Man. We'll oh, talk about that later, too. Bro. <laughs> Yeah, so when he got this, he was really excited. And, like, honestly, no bad things to say. That's a great figure. That is a great figure. Yeah, I totally um, forgot about that one. It's really good. Now, up next, staying with the Spider-Man theme, uh, the Premier Toys Reptilian. Now, there's two versions. One is on TNS for 150 The other one is 289 They're both releasing uh, May 2022. Now, the one... Uh, $50 version gets you the, uh, I think it's Dr. Connors in the uh, the lab suit. You get one of the reptile arms, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, I mean, I get it, but I think if you're going for this display, I mean, I guess he's half transformed, but I no. think it would have been better if they, no. Do you... Yeah, remember he's missing an arm. 
Yeah, he's so missing he, but, an arm. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But like, in the it, in, in the it's in weird the film, that they though, give you the half transformed. I, I feel like people would either have the full transformed or the not transformed at all. Oh, like oh, I, don't, no. I can't see anyone buying the half transformed version. It, in the film, he shows his regenerated human hand to Peter. Uh-huh. And then starts to transform in front of him and starts to peel the skin off and it becomes the lizard hand, oh, which is what I you're see. seeing here. So it, it is actually representative of the film, 100%. But, but do you think I, anyone would buy that for 150 when you could get... Not necessarily. When you can get this version here for 289 And, and I guess, you know, if you guys want to talk about either or, we can go back and forth. Um, yeah, I feel like completely un transformed would be a better option than like mid midway because yeah you're right i'd rather if i'm stuck between the two options i'd rather just get the full-on lizard man so i think i feel exactly how shauna feels right here just jesus that's terrible <laughs> now, two eighty nine. I did see some complaints in the groups about the price point for this figure, but you have to realize that this is pretty much all new sculpt, uh, and it's probably a quite of a large figure. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't hate the price point. Like you know, one fifty for this, where all you're doing is is you know getting a cut and sew, and then a different right arm, you know, in a portrait, and you're slapping on a generic body where the shoes are probably stock and the pants are probably stock. You know, I, I could see that. But 289 for this, I, I don't think it's too bad. Um, I don't know that, you know, with Doc Ock, with Electro, and uh, the Goblin coming out, I, I mean, I, I guess there's probably going to be some people that want this as well, uh, filling that niche that Hot Toys won't. But I, I just feel like he wasn't that important from what I remember in No Way Home, and I've only seen it once, so maybe I'm wrong, but... Yeah, he disappears for, like, most of the movie. Um, I mean, I guess if Nicolino makes a great point, if you're pairing it with your The Amazing Spider-Man figure, that might be a better better option. Do you think this would hold up against displayed next to a Hot Toy, though? Like, it just doesn't feel like it's the same quality. I Uh, I mean, it's better than, you know... if If... If... Completing a shelf is your focus. It's better than not having it. I think. Obviously, if if Hot Toys made this, do I think it would be better? One hundred percent. I also don't think it would be two eighty nine. Uh, so, yeah, I, that's a great question. But I, I, you know, I think there's plenty of customs or third party things that look as good, if not better, than Hot Toys figures. Yeah, you could go over it with a wash if it looks too plasticky. And there's definitely just, things you just could hit do. Just it, hit it with, um, like, a satin coat, because lizards are a lot like that. The texture of their skin is usually a little bit yeah. moist. Um, I kind of wish they would have shown it next to a regular six-scale figure to really get the size of it. Because if yeah. it's too big, it's going to look real goofy. And if it's too small, it's like, well, why even spend that kind of money? So. Yeah, 42 centimeters, so uh, it's about... Is that 16 inches? A little bit over a foot, yeah. So it's, it's actually a pretty large figure. So like and, uh, like the Venom or bigger than the Venom? Cause I feel probably like about he's... Venom. A little bit bigger than Venom. I don't about the think size or... He's, he's pretty Venom big in the movie. When he fights Spider-Man in the uh, school, he's fucking huge. Like when he's holding him up, he's a pretty big dude. Hmm. Someone, posted, someone posted a photo of him next to a watermelon. And I can't unsee that. So. 
I see that, John. Someone posted the, the portrait next to a watermelon, and it's identical. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like a Goomba from the Super Mario movie. But, oh, my um, God. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, it does. Spot on. <laughs> wow. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yes, I, apologies for this. Something about boy. that always haunted me, and you fucking just, like, unearthed it. That's exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit, he does, dude. There is some co- some cool detail here in the neck and stuff like that. So there's definitely one I'd be interested to see in hand photos of, but it's not giving off the f- great first impression. Also with like this weird Photoshop font, looks awful. <laughs> Jesus, that's like Microsoft Word. Now you're now you're right. discriminating their <laughs> their talent, their artistic talent. That's right. I'm just yeah. I'm just being a big time. So we do on the show, bro. Think, so we do on the show. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, uh, fucking graphics are their main concern here but it does look kind of goofy i do think the big reptilian or the lizard looks better than this guy um this guy looks a little on the cheap side but he is kind of cheap so like when i first gave you guys the price i was concerned that it was the wrong price it almost seemed too low uh, at the 150 price point that we found but mm-hmm. um i do think that the the big reptilian i think i saw that he's yeah like 16 inches right or 42 centimeters so that is going to be pretty big for most people's display and i'd be worried that if the paint wash on him does look a little cheap that he would look like a cheap walmart toy so next to a hot toys like marco asked i mean it's it's hard to know right but this is kind of what he looked like in the film though i will give them that i think that the sculpting for the face on this guy is actually pretty close to the cgi likeness uh, of the of the yes. actor or the character so i think that's pretty cool and i like that he comes with the tattered uh, lab coat and stuff like that so i think if i was going to choose either of the options it would be this guy i loved uh the one promo image that they had where he's kind of back to back with himself and his hand is dangling down just the worst imagery you can imagine for a, for a lizard man but yeah no um this wouldn't come to my collection but i think it's still kind of cool, still kind of cool to look at i don't know it's cool that they're trying and i know that there was a lot of one six collectors out there that were hoping that hot toys would make this so i think it's going to still fill the niche for a lot of people now it's going to be interesting if slash when hot toys makes this how obviously i think hot toys will be better but if it actually is better and what price point it'll be, and how it'll affect the sales of this figure, or if it's just canceled altogether. So, I think we're yeah. kind of right in that sweet spot right now with No Way Home, where they're kind of been hitting us with like every other week, every third week announcements. So, I would say in a month or two, if it's not up and this is still available for pre-order, and you really need this character, I think that would probably be a good time to swing it. Uh, but don't take my advice; make your own decisions. Now, um, Hot Toys, I, I, I appreciate all the communication stuff that we're getting with Hot Toys, but I honestly just think that they're kind of clueless, to be honest. Uh, they put up a post celebrating the 20-year anniversary of Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, with this teaser image. Uh, Bob Dylan on our Facebook group was quick to Photoshop and increase the brightness and, uh, I think, the contrast, and it revealed that it was the sequel trilogy C-3PO, which makes not a ton of sense with a 20th anniversary of Episode 2 announcement. Prequel. And, uh, prequel, sorry. Yes. Well, no, the the figure that they showed was the sequel trilogy C-3PO with the red arm. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about this one. This is this one I'm talking about. And it was shown at a convention, I guess, by Toys TV. And I think this is, uh, it says Amiyama here on the watermark. And it's definitely um, the red arm. This is not the red trilogy. arm one. This is a red arm right there. What are you talking about? He has that in the in episode two. This is not the red arm one, yeah. He has a red arm in episode two? Yeah, it's all rusty. 
It's not oh, no. red. There's a red close. arm one. There's a red arm one from the sequels. And there's this one. This is not the red arm one. They showed us the red arm wow. one a couple years ago at a con. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like fully gold. Yeah, no, and that's not no. this one. You would Everyone was this. Do your homework. I was about to press the button. God damn it. I'm so lost. Yeah, I, I thought this was the red arm version. Everyone was complaining about it, and I guess I linked the red arm Photoshop from this yeah. to this as well. But I was still pretty confused, Zach. I I mean, I guess what do you guys think? I think a lot this? of people still are, to be honest. Mark Pearson said he renewed his membership. Uh, Dean, what do you think about uh, this announcement? Uh, it's trash. This is trash. Um, Jesus. I. If you're going to release C-3PO... It's taking you this long to fucking do it. And it's the one from episode two. Like the second. Well, it's not anymore. I was going to say the second worst Star Wars movie. Um, I get it. It's the 20th anniversary of the movie. But, oh, come on. Like, who? I guess there's a lot of people that grew up with the prequels that are now collectors. Uh, You know, people our age that were, you know, 10, 11 when episode one came out so they have a nostalgic spot in their heart for the prequels but how is the first c3po you release not an original trilogy c3po the only way it would make sense is if they couldn't get the paint right but i've got this golden armor wonder woman who seems like not that far off so it feels like they've got the tech to do it right yeah it's just i don't know i uh, I was on a Will Fox vacation stream the other day, and uh, they were saying that a lot of people were really excited. I haven't come across any of them. Uh, most everybody I talk to in my circle or in the in the Patreon chat or whatever, everyone's like, I'm just going to wait. I'm not picking this up. I'm just going to wait. And enough people just wait. This thing's not going to sell. And then... Hot Toys is going to have no incentive to fucking make another C-3PO. Exactly. I mean, they could, you know, get the message, be like, oh, okay, this isn't the one they want, but they could also be super petty and be like, well, we're not fucking making it because you didn't buy our our product, you know, which is entirely possible. I don't know, but I don't like it. uh, He's like this for like one fucking movie. It's like, bro, who... Look, I don't know. I have no good things to say about this. We, I gotta, I gotta play. Hang on, I gotta play one clip real quick. A man can only admit when he was wrong and ask forgiveness. Dude, I got totally bamboozled by that Photoshop. God damn it, Bob Dylan. We, when I say we, a lot of people in the community, years they've been going off. Oh, we got R two. We don't have C three PO. Blah blah blah. Look, you're gonna have people complain about everything. Doesn't matter. Even if they gave us the OT, you're going to have someone complain about it. We take it one step at a time. Like you guys always tell me, it's a business. It's a flipping business. They're not going to go give you the dessert before the meal. They're going to give you the OT one. And then they, why give you the OT one when they're going to give you this one first? You're going to order this one and then you'll order the sequel one and then you order the OT one. It's a business. Right when um, this one starts shipping aside, so then they're gonna they're gonna release the the OT right when everyone gets their first one. There's so Classic. many ver- variations of C3PO. This one, the sequel, prequel, uh, the what else? The OT Chewbacca with him in the bag. We all want to see that with him in pieces. That'd be cool. But 
it's a good step. They have, they're using his likeness. They, I guess they have the rights to do it. So this is a good first step. So let's take it in the right direction. Number one. Number two, regardless, you shouldn't be pre-ordering this day one. Because I don't really don't think it's going to go anywhere. And that's my two cents. I will say I was so hyped when I saw that teaser image. I didn't really see Attack of the Clones on there. I just saw the, you know, the darkened R2 and C3PO. I was like, okay, instantly this is coming to the collection. Obviously not a day one pre-order like John's saying. It's not the smart thing to do anymore. But um, like it was one that I was all in on. And even when I saw, okay, it's from the Attack of the Clones. That's fine. That's not the version that I wanted. But these first images that we've seen, I think these are the only two that I've actually seen. Don't look particularly great to me, and I don't. I can't put my finger on what it is. It's either like the sculpting. I know the hand was looking kind of odd as well, um, but yeah, just like not a lot to get me excited so far. So definitely one that I've got on my radar and would love to add these two characters to the collection. Um, like John's saying, it's a business. They're going to give us many more in the future. I'm sure of it, but um, definitely want to see more of these figures before I can make a decision on adding them or not. I mean, I think when I close my eyes and like picture C-3PO, I picture the gold version, right? And so for me in my collection, because I can't afford to collect every single Hot Toys or figure that releases, for me, I always look for the most iconic representation of the characters that I love. And right now, I would say that the Sideshow one that came out years ago still to me looks like like the envisionment of the figure that I would want in my collection. And I've seen that one in hand in, um, and they've got a store here called discovery hut that always has them on display. And I've always been really impressed by it. Now I've never held it in my hand. I don't know if it's, I don't know how heavy it is. I don't know how good a quality is, but at the same time, this guy, I still think that like they've clearly put effort in here. I think it's a little funny that he's standing on that, that sand base that like so many figures seem to come with now, but the man on the moon base, you hate to right? say I mean, but, but I mean, at least the stand somewhat makes sense for the guy. I don't love the coloration of him. I think he looks a little dead. Like he looks like he's been shut off, um, and left in the corner. And, you know, I would worry that if you don't have his eyes lit up, that he would look even more so like that, um, in your collection. So I think at least having the gold representation, uh, like Marco said, I mean, they've been able to nail the paintwork. It looks like on the wonder woman. We'll see how it holds up over time, but if it ever started to kind of chip, you could then just say it's a weathered version of a brand new looking C-3PO. Like you could pass it off. It would be pretty easy to do so. Uh, and for me, I would be also tempted, like so many of us, to, to wait on this figure to then see if something else comes out. But I would be worried that Dean is right. If we do wait, then they won't make it because there doesn't seem like there's demand for it. But if we do all buy it, then they're going to release the gold version, like John said, because it's a business. <laughs> so it is, it's not complaining. It's just hard to win uh, in order to get the, the, the true representation of the figures and characters that you love. What I liked about Queen Studios uh, recently, um, just to sell them some praises, is that I do think it's cool that they have put out polls for figures, um, you know, to see what the community maybe would want, right? Because if Hot Toys is trying to have a little bit more of a connection with the community now that they're seeing other companies do it, these figures that we've been asking for for a decade, like wait another year and do some polls and really truly see what, what the collectors out there would want. Because if it came back that this was the one that they wanted, then for anybody complaining, it would be like, well, whatever, like they gave us the choice. But I think to have zero communication that this guy was ever going to come out and then bring out this option that doesn't really seem like it's the the iconic version of C-3PO almost seems like they're they're not really in touch with 
what Star Wars fans are, or what we might want as figure collectors, which is unfortunate. It seems like a bit of a miss for them. So, how important is diecast for you guys for this character? Like, if it, if Hot Toys, you know, a month from now, or even I guess when this one is officially announced, puts it up for pre-order, and it's not diecast, how important is that? I think it's completely reflective on the price. If it's not diecast, then you'll be you better be giving collectors a bargain uh, for not using the material. I, I think it need, I think it needs to be the diecast just for that pop, especially if you're going for the OT. Uh, like you can do, you can use plastic. Like what do they use the gold? The gold stormtrooper they did, it came off good. Very fragile though. The Very fragile. That was going to be my follow up question is. In addition to diecast using the actual vac metalized, because this is just—I mean, it looks just like paint. Like it, it doesn't look like they have any of that uh, premium, like real shiny gold finish. Uh, so, in addition to diecast, how important is the vac metalized gold? You know, the gold chrome for you guys. Yeah, the, I think the paint application is way more important to me than the actual material. So, I think they can get away with doing like some diecast parts, like the. Um, I forget what the other droids that they've done that with, but um, I think they can... There you go. Um, K2. K2 was the one that I was thinking of, but yeah, thank you for that. But yeah, I think they can. I think their paint applications are strong enough that they can imitate metallic like pretty, pretty easily. The fragility of it, yeah, that's another story, but it's not super important for, for me for it to be fully die-cast because I'd rather yeah. spend less money on it. I think looking good on the shelf is more important to how heavy it is. Uh, I think Marco's 100% right. I think the paint matters way more. Um, now, C-3PO, even in in the in A New Hope, kind of goes from, like, he's real dirty at the beginning of the movie, but he's still, like, kind of chromish. And it isn't yeah. until the very end of the movie where they clean him, like, head to toe, that he's, like, full-on chrome. Yeah. So... I think it just depends on, on I guess what look they're gonna go for. Um, the R two D twos they've released um, have been, I guess, like middle of the movie, right? Not not at the end where he's cleaned up and his dome is super shiny. Um, so if they go for that C three PO, I think yeah, I think the paint is really gonna matter because now you're talking about layering on paint on top of the the gold chrome uh what did you call it zach vacuum vac metalized vac because they've done it before i mean like the retro sneaky the gold chrome iron man see um it's just scary to touch it like you just always feel like yeah. you're gonna ruin it the problem yeah. with the the paint and the problem with the paint why i would prefer die cast is if they don't do a good paint application, you're going to lead into issues like you did with the Captain America and the shield, where it starts crackling. They did that yeah. shield really bad. It wasn't die cast. And yeah. the original one, you pull it out and all the red and everything it is like starting to chip off. and flake. It's not even like... You can't touch it's it. It's not even... Yeah, you literally touch it. And it just yeah, like, you can't touch it. I don't know. I think for me on the on the at least the diecast versus versus plastic, I'm torn because I do like to touch 
like my figures and repose them and I like the tactile feel of a figure that feels like a shrunk down version of the of the representation of the movie it's something that I really like about my diecast mark 7 you know when I when I pick that guy up again back to weight of a figure he feels like what I would envision an iron man shrunk down to that scale to to feel like in terms of his his cold to the touch and he's got the metal plating and it looks really cool on the shelf but I think for most collectors um, out there, we, we end up finding that pose that we, tr we truly like, and then it does really stay on the shelf untouched for, for long periods of time. And that's when I think the visual aesthetic of it makes more of a difference. I just think for the high price points that we're already paying, when we're already getting into the $300 range for something like a C-3PO, um, and I mean, again, that's that's US dollars. For Canadians, that's more like $400 for a figure like this. Um, to have no die cast on it at all and it be fully plastic, it, it does make you start to question why it's so expensive. I understand the die cast materials are still expensive to produce and to mold and all of those things, um, but why does it have to be so much more expensive? Um, maybe you guys have a better answer for that than, than I do, but um, I love the feel of die cast, but I like that aesthetic in the collection to, again, really truly look like the figure or the, or the character I'm trying to find. So I feel like die cast isn't that expensive or frankly that premium of a material. I know mm -hmm. we kind of glorified in one six scale, but I mean, you can get 99 cent Hot Wheels die cast figures or yeah. uh, cars all day. And even companies like three zero, like uh, for their MDLX line or their, um, I guess DLX line. I mean, those are like the, the Ava unit one is like maybe 85% die cast. And it's, uh, it was a pretty reasonable price. Uh, on release, and same with their other Transformers figures. So, I don't know if maybe just the weight of the raw material, you know, I, I don't know. But I, mm -hmm. I, it's not really, I don't think, a premium material. Like, I see die cast in all kinds of cheaper toys that you can get at Walmart. So, I, 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 I've always not been a huge fan of the whole, like, it's heavy, so it's expensive argument. And, wow. you know, kind of getting into statues, um, you hear that a lot, like they'll frown on a statue if it feels too light, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like you're going to pick it up once, maybe twice in its lifetime. I don't really, I don't remember how much these statues weigh. You know, no, but I, it's not about that. It's about longevity as well. And, and material and, and, but to that argument, a vinyl statue, I think would have longer longevity than a polystone. It's much less well, risk of breaking and shipping. So it, it, I get what you're saying, but to me, like I've never, like I wouldn't buy a solid metal statue you know that's heavier it's more no but it's not about maybe, the weight you're not buying it because of the weight you're buying it because of the the quality I know what you're saying but when i hear statue collectors talk about like vinyl statues because those are some that i've been interested in they'll say it feels it feels so cheap because it's so light but i i just don't mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. polystone isn't an expensive material either right so i i guess in a way i understand like the correlation like the density and everything like that but i've never been a fan of like discounting something because it's vinyl or discounting something because you know xyz I, I think it's like the quality of the product should speak for itself regardless of the materials made from or the weight um it's like getting into a car if you have a leather versus fabric seats but i think we'd rather die cast on <laughs> leather's a pain in the ass but, 
but we literally. put the diecast on the we put the diecast on a pedestal, right? Like one of the yeah. things that you see, are seeing from Queen nowadays is that you know their upcoming releases are going to have a lot more diecast. The Joker has the diecast bars, you know, wh- where possible. It seems like they're going to give us diecast, but then their their price points are also quite a bit higher than than even Hot Toys. I would hate to see you know diecast not truly being that much more expensive a material but because we collectors do put it on a little bit of a pedestal we're almost artificially inflating our own prices it's i think it's marketing right the whole Mm -hmm. diecast like not only is it diecast and has its own numbering system to deal you know whatever dlx or whatever the diecast numbering system is um i think it's i think it's marketing it's kind of like I've been getting into gardening lately, and Miracle Grow isn't a particularly good product, but it's the branding, like the the imagery, the availability. You just think it's better because of that, but it's really not. Like the ingredients aren't that much better than you know a more generic version that might have more premium ingredients and, and a greater concentration of them. So I, I mean, I think it's all marketing, to be honest. What's What's easier to mold, diecast or plastic? probably about the same i mean you melt them yeah. and you sh- you you cast them i don't know that one's easier than the other so if you're making a die cast pistol let's say versus a, a, a plastic pistol you think the same amount of work goes into the plastic one that would go into the die cast one i would honestly say probably i mean if you're talking about figures yeah 100 percent I mean, you're molding it, casting it. You may both are going to have flash lines you have to get rid of and then some paint or weathering application. So um, uh, especially with model making, like you'll have models, someone mentioned it, but you have models that are a mix of plastic and die cast. And once they're finished, I mean, or resin and plastic, you, you know, right. resin, I will say resin's a bitch to work with. So I, I get maybe why resin pieces are more expensive for statues because it's just an absolutely awful material to work with. But I don't know. Like I, I just... I think diecast is overhyped. I know that when you pull out a diecast accessory, like oh, enter, it feels yeah. When you pull out, it's like a CGC comic. It's the same thing. You're, they're encasing a comic in plastic, but when you pull out that slab, that weight of that slab holding that, I look at it the same way. I I don't think I think diecast, although you may pay a little bit more, will absolutely trump, um, plastic any day. Now, once CGC starts encasing their their comics and diecast, then, then we're talking. Real, then we're talking. Forget about it. <laughs> Last um, forever. Now, Hot Toys uh, released two figures this week, uh, which you know, not terrible, but also again a huge backlog. Uh, we got the Transport Trooper. Uh, this is from uh, I believe from the Mandalorian line. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think the armor looks great. I think the the uh, fabric looks pretty decent. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to do a lot of cool things with this figure, and I don't really have any complaints about it. Uh, I'll also touch on the second one, and then I'll let you guys take your takes. Hot Toys also dropped the Anakin on Stap from the Clone Wars, and I think the Stap looks incredible. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a full watch-through of the Clone Wars, but uh, I don't know off the top of my head what episode specifically this is from. And to be honest, if if I was thinking of vehicles that Anakin could come with, Maybe a stamp's not on the top of my list, but uh, here it is. I think it looks great, and I think it's a shame that we never uh, did see the Obi-Wan that was the counterpart to this figure. I think a big thing that's uh, also fairly important is how this is going to compare to Sideshow's Clone Wars Anakin. I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, set of videos that content creators are going to make as to which which is the better buy uh, for your collection. What do you guys think about either of these? Uh, yeah, I think it's a solid release, especially for 
someone who needs an Anakin that doesn't want to spend an exorbitant amount of money. Um, it's just not my favorite look for Anakin. I always really just dislike the how dare you phase one Anakin uh, compared to like episode three. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. It looks good. We already know their original Anakin is a solid figure, so I I have no doubts that this is going to be amazing. Um, if you particularly love this version of Anakin, I think it's a fucking home run. Um, if you just need an Anakin on the shelf, I think it's a solid choice. So, um, yeah, I think it's a win-win. I guess I'll hop in here and just say the transport trooper to me that that one's fine. It's a fine looking figure. I know a lot of people are going to want to put the, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Mandalorian. Yeah. The portrait. There you go. So they're going to, they're going to want to try some different portraits on this figure. Uh, but obviously it's a lot of reused parts on this. So glad that they were kind of were able to get this out for people that want it. But this Anakin, so I've been very negative this show, but this Anakin one I've been waiting for absolutely come into the collection Dean, I disagree, though. This is actually a preferred look to me um, because he looks like a knight, right? Like, that's obviously very intentional with their with their armor, and he's kind of got the cape, and it just looks really cool and unique and a little less Star Wars-y, but still, like, a really cool-looking figure. And obviously, they have that other previous sculpt to, to kind of base this one off of. So excited that that one's finally out. Uh, upset that we don't have the Obi to go with it, but at least the Ahsoka can really... And the Rex and the Cody can really make a nice display. So, yeah. Uh, Lane says this is from episode three of season seven in the Bad Batch episodes. Mario's saying this is from the Clone Wars and movie. So, uh, I don't know which of y'all are correct, but well, I just watched staff, the Clone huh? Wars. Yeah, uh, I just watched the Clone Wars season seven episodes, and I don't think that's from. It's definitely not the uh, Bad Batch episodes because he's already in his episode three. Outfit. Yeah, he's wearing the the robes and everything. Yeah, so Lane. I love you, Lane. Thank you for the super chat, Lane. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Can you go back to the transport trooper for a quick sec? No. So, no. Um, So, I I would have probably picked this figure up if it either came with a Bill Burr head sculpt uh, or the Pedro Pascal head sculpt, just so you could swap it out if you wanted to. I think that would have been really cool. Some of the promo images they showed for this, you actually see the helmet down at the figure's side, and I think that they're honestly kind of alluding to the fact that you will be able to swap a head sculpt in there at some point. So I think that that's cool that they did that. It's just unfortunate that, you know, again, for the slightly higher price, you're not getting the head sculpt there. Um, But in terms of the Anakin, I do uh, wish that it had a more animated look to it, since it's the animated series. But they've already started to kind of go down that hole with the Ahsoka, where they've made them look a little bit more lifelike versus animated. Um, And so, to me, this is somewhere kind of in the in-between, and it, it doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily jive with me in terms of uh, Hayden Christensen likeness. I think it would have been cooler to have uh, the animated series uh, type look. But otherwise, I, otherwise, it looks like an amazing figure. And I think if anybody's looking forward to this in their collection, I am super stoked for those folks. Yeah, I, I'm I fact checking you, right now. I don't think you could go wrong with the Anakin, to be honest. We just, we did, uh, Sean did the unboxing live yesterday of uh, the light side Anakin. That portrait was great. Uh, and if you have the other two, the light side, dark side, I think this is going to be a great addition to the collection. Uh, the staff is awesome as well. This is what we need, these little vehicles. More of them. Jedi Starfighter, maybe tomorrow. Um, 
the tank commander i couldn't give two hoots about that that's just it's just another commander trooper build sort of scenario i'm with ben if they included the the portrait it would have elevated the figure so much but again then that would have elevated the cost as well so it wouldn't be cheap to get that their likeness but yeah two good releases the anakin i i would order the anakin easily um real quick to lane's point here i don't think this is from that episode lane season seven he's wearing the robes already who's that i think it may be yeah i don't know why he keeps saying that i love you lane i'll always love you um i'll have to watch the clone wars movie later to verify but um i think i was looking at some of the promo pictures of sanakin and he's missing the com link on his wrist which i think is kind of annoying and i believe the sideshow uh animated uh figure has that so um i don't know between the both of them i think it's going to be interesting to see which is better and um again i i guess mario's saying this is from the clone wars movie so i'll have to check that uh while we hear about our sponsor uh, we want to thank one six quarter the mission is to provide the best figures and collectibles to their customers. They offer great prices, great packaging, fast shipping, and best in the business customer service. Collecting weekly listeners get 10% off in stock figures while our show is live. Just be sure to use code capital C, capital W, 10. Choose your figures, pay safely with PayPal, and you leave the rest to them. Um, Exo6 put out a announcement or a post, I guess, a few weeks ago. Uh, ben, tell us, tell us what's going on here. Yeah, so basically there was just a little bit of confusion, I think, in the community for Star Trek fans because people were receiving uh, an email to say that their figure had already shipped before they had made their final payments to it. And so there was a whole bunch of confusion. People were thinking they were getting their figures early and... Um, that was not the case. Uh, I guess they had essentially pre-generated an email because of the uh, holiday weekend that they were having. Uh, and I think that it got sent out by mistake. So they released this uh, apology just to say, sorry, not the case, just a heads up uh, sort of thing. Now, I know John had a bit of a field day with me on this one uh, when I sent this to the show sheet because he was like, oh, X06, you know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, see, this is why you can't talk. You see, that's you, it. You preach you and the next talk. week you're apologizing. You can't. I hate this. Yet. Yeah. But I do appreciate the fact that they got out to the collectors pretty quick because I know that it did create a lot of uh, concern and, and can you know people didn't know if they should cancel it. Were they still going to have their payment come out? Like there was a all that. So, I mean, did yeah. people really think they were getting their figure without fully paying for it? I mean, yeah, apparently, apparently. And then they emailed the company to say, so I mean, you told me I was getting it. So like, where is it? And they were like, sorry, you're you're not getting it because you haven't paid your final payment yet. <laughs> so they they got on it pretty quick, at least, but. People are fucking stupid, bro. Um, apparently, this may be from uh, season three, episode nineteen, counterattack, when Anakin mm -hmm. gets on the stab. But I want to verify that later. Um, our main topic of tonight is how much is too much. One of our main topics, rather. And I'm curious for the panel for regular one six scale prices, or just in general, what's your tap out price? Um, I think for me, I know with the Queen Gandalf kind of being up in the air, I really don't think that's going to be any less than $500, and that's probably my absolute limit on a 1-6 scale figure. Uh, I have pieces of my collection that are worth more than that, but you know those were heavily discounted from retail by the time they got to me, so um, 
and in a way they're kind of investments but uh, i'm curious uh dean is there a price point that you look at something uh, either retail or secondary and you're just like you know what i, I i'd love to have it but it's just not not worth um it. <clears throat> i think it depends on the character um how important that character is to me um because my rule used to be 250 we're way past that now um but like i recently paid 350 for guts and he was selling for a lot more than that or it still is so i felt like i got a good deal anyway but any more than that i wouldn't have i wouldn't have done that but again guts is a very important character to me so i was like i fucking i really need to have those so um like currently right now i really want to get cloud from game toys but he's selling on the cheap end 450 uh on ebay he's going into the sixes now like 660 i'm not gonna pay 450 i'll tell you that much right now um i think they're gonna re-release those anyway but that's not the question. Um, I, I would say like 350 is like my high end. If that's like a really important character. I think if it's just someone like, I don't know, like Bo-Katan, what is she, like 285? I, I, I haven't ordered it. So, I mean, if, if the base price for figures now from Hot Toys is 285... I'd say that's probably about as high as I would go, and I haven't yet, you know. So, yeah. Or um, we're gonna go in order. All right. Yeah, don't all go at once. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a price point to be honest. I'm just very selective, uh, so I won't go pick up everything. The way I look at collecting now is I won't go pick up everything. I'm very, I try to pinpoint specific pieces that if a piece is done well and executed well i don't mind paying more for it look at the queen studios joker a thousand bucks for two jokers that's that's ridiculous but the materials they're using the quality i kind of want to i want that representation in the collection so i'll go for it that's how i'm looking at collecting because hot toys is reaching hot toys within the next year or so i i don't think for a half decent figure if we're not already there, I think you're going to be looking at no less than 300 US. That's the way we're going. For me to get a figure here in Canada, I got to convert the US dollar, which I'm losing there. And then I got to pay a f the shipping fee. And when it crosses the border, I got to pay the customs fee as well. So I'm already paying a lot more than someone who's local or in the States or that doesn't have to pay those fees. So I'm used to paying a lot for figures, but like I said, when it comes to a well-executed figure that I want in the collection, I'll give you an example, like an 89 uh, Jack Nicholson or 89 Batman, I'll pay, I'll pay what it takes to get it. Yeah, I would say we're rubbing up right against uh, my, my break point, just like Dean was saying, like that 285 price point is right where I'm starting to get pretty uncomfortable but it is variable, right? Like it's about the value for me. So if they were, you know, bumping up to 285, but they're still re releasing quality figures, which which I still feel that they are when I'm talking about hot toys, but specifically here, 
um, but still giving us all the accessories. But it feels like the price is going up and the value is going down in terms of what we're getting. They're just like stripping out all the accessories. It's pretty much bare bones figures now from what I'm seeing, which isn't a trend I love. Um, so it's hard to say, just like John was mentioning that Queen Joker, Queen Studios Joker figure. I never envisioned my spell, myself paying that much for two figures, but it just felt like, okay, this is an interesting release. It, it is, you know, potentially worth um, picking up at a higher price point. But if Hot Toys is not willing to step up and give us, you know, more things that are interesting and, you know, um, the, the, the last few releases I've seen are just not like impressing me. And so I'm finding myself increasingly more uh, just in wait and see mode. So they're not getting me excited and they're not like instantly having my money. They really got to prove it at this point. So I would say, yeah, I think John's assumption that the base figures, you know, going trending towards $300. Yeah, we could definitely see that here in the near future. And that just means that I'm picking up less. I'm already finding ways to, you know, uh, at first, I was ordering most of my figures from Sideshow and kind of finding ways to reduce the cost by, you know, hopefully not paying tax or shipping. So that's one way that I'm adding a bit more capacity into how I can collect. But yeah, there's just too many releases and the price is going up. And I feel like I am pretty much at my breaking point if there's not more releases that are impressive and if there's still more missteps to where there's uh, mistrust there and you're just not feeling great about giving them your money, then. Um, yeah, just the 285 plus is just not uh, a place where I'm comfortable anymore. And I echo kind of all of your points to a point. Um, my goal is always to try and curate my collection uh, to what I really truly, uh, you know, want to see when I walk down the stairs into my man cave and I look at my shelf and I'm like, wow, like all these figures are, are the characters that I love. Uh, and I find kind of like John said, you know, some of the exchange rates and the and the, the, the taxes and the conversion rates that, that we pay in Canada here really starts to skyrocket these figures. So, you know, anything beyond I think I paid three fifty for the deluxe Mando, which ended up being well over five hundred bucks Canadian by the time I had that in my collection and then you know, what was it, a, a month later, they released the newest version and mm -hmm, we're comparing mm -hmm. comparing that Mando and saying, you know, it's not as good as this new one, look at this new one. And like, I just paid over $500 for that figure. And so, no regrets, I, it's still easily one of my favorite in the collection. But going forward, I would say that if, I, if it's a figure or a character that I'm kind of on the fence with, that like, you know, like the Electro, I, like I think that Jamie Foxx head sculpt is awesome. And if he was a 240, 250, I probably would get him. But just the fact that he's now approaching that $300 price point, anything in the, anything above kind of 300 now for me, unless it's a character that I, I truly feel like I need to, to fill a line or fill out that hole in my heart, um, I probably won't buy it and I'll, and I'll really respect the collectors at a distance and, and enjoy their collections and, you know, do unboxing videos with people who, who have it in hand so I can get a chance to see it, but not necessarily buy it. I do think there is, I think it was John that mentioned though, there are those figures or those characters out there still though, that are my favorite characters that I will pay through the nose for. I, like I paid a thousand dollars Canadian for the DX 11 Joker because I wanted that guy for a decade. So I was willing to pay the, the dollar amount right um but again going forward it's going to be very much curation and i plan to use my collection to buy my collection a little bit right if i 
really want a figure that is starting to feel like it's above my price point, I am going to come down to my collection and look at it and see what I might be willing to part with in order to justify making that slightly higher, higher purchase. So, um, but it's a, t it's a tough one because it's, it's also kind of like Marco. It takes the wind out of my sails just a little bit. Uh, previously, you know, hot toys or even sideshow or some of these other companies, three zero, they would release these amazing images and I would immediately want to go out and buy it. Now it's very much the wait and see, let's see what it looks like in hand. What if the quality is not quite there? Can I justify it? And I'm like Marco, I justify every single purchase that I make period uh and it drives shauna nuts <laughs> um but it also means I bet he's that he's thinking about other girls and you're just sitting oh there my... in bed thinking about the price point like... how heavy his floor is <laughs> right but uh, you how know tough at the, end of the, the nut is to swallow <laughs> it's it's too tough it's too tough i can't i can't justify paying some of these prices so as i said i i won't and i'll ruminate about it and then i'll feel disappointed by it and so i don't want collectors out there to feel that way We've always said that this hobby is not for everybody, that it is still a premium hobby. Um, but I do think that, that they're starting to move away from the everyday collector and they're starting to become more uh, of a premium collector market. Not you, John, specifically. John, when you John said that, <laughs> forget about it. Dude, forget about it. Eye, bro. Forget about it. Bro. Love it. Uh, our next uh, topic for discussion is how much does an actor's personal life or... Uh, trials and tribulations affect your collecting. It so depends how much with, shit's in the bed. With Amber Heard and Amber <laughs> Miller in the news lately. Uh, I saw Toys Wonderland last week put up a statue. It seemed like a really like bad time to put it up. And it's Toys Wonderland, and I know there's probably some excuse to why, but in the in the middle of, of this, you know, awful testimony dropped a Mira Hey, you can order this mirror statue. Just fucking idiots, and uh, it got roasted pretty good. Uh, but I'm wondering, is there a line that has to be crossed that you won't order a character if the actor or actress has has done some things, um, and and maybe some examples if you have them. I'm curious what you guys have. Uh, if any of you guys have any thoughts on this, um, I think if. If they're like a, if they have like a felony, <laughs> maybe not like murder or misdemeanors. Okay, felonies, sexual assault. You know, it's like well, it's probably not very tasteful. Domestic abuse. Um, but I feel like, I guess if their behavior is questionable, you know, like someone like Amber Heard, right? But to like, let's just like. Let's just say Tom Cruise. With the whole Scientology thing, he's kind of a wacky guy. I don't agree with him politically or on most things. But that like you're never going to agree with I'm sure there's people who listen to the show who fucking hate my opinion. Or Zach, you know. His yeah, whole person. Oh, I'm hundred percent sure that that's true. Yeah. Like, but that like I don't think things like that should really deter you. I, or I guess me personally. It's like oh, I don't I don't agree with the guy, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy his his body of work, right? Um, don't say it. <laughs> Usually, what? whenever we talk about this, you bring up like a really awful example. Private <laughs> 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 chat. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh, put it so I don't. You say better it, not actually. say who I think you're. Gonna I'm say not it. gonna say it. Um, but yeah, like um, 
a perfect example. Um, what's his name? Uh, Greg, Lord Greg, Gregory Arrington. He collects political figures. And so he bought a Donald Trump. And I know for a fact, he does not like Donald Trump at all. But like, that's part of his collection is political figures. So uh, when they came out with that one, he bought it like right away. And I was like, what are you doing? He's I like, think he oh. bought it just to make fun of it, to be honest. I don't Maybe. He, he just but, always posts those like trigger posts <laughs> that like, people get all butthurt. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And uh, <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to say that. Oh, um, I think you should say it, Dean. Please no, don't. I'm not going to. Please, gonna God, don't. As a, as a Jew, I can't. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think as long as they're not, like I said, like a murderer or, 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 or you know, like I said, someone who's sexually assaulted somebody or Amber Heard, <laughs> shit the bad. I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe it just depends on how it hits you specifically, you know? Maybe someone doesn't really give a shit about any of that. I don't know. Maybe it's, their whole thing is serial killers, and so they collect the kit-bash serial killer figures. I don't know. I mean, people have Michael Myers. I know he's not a real character, but, you know, someone out there is Waiting for Manny to comment on that one. Wackadoo, you know? I think it's very different when it's fictional, you know? Like, I get it. But you know, T Rex says OJ one six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Duplon says every time Ezra Miller assaults a woman, his hot toys value goes up. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, oh, Ezra. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't. But um, yeah, like we're, that's oh, just my idea. opinion. No, this is my opinion. I was just gonna say, like, we're talking about art, right? And I always have a hard time like lumping together the artist with the art. And I'm going to put like a really horrific example here, but like Michael Jackson, right? Like what he's allegedly done. The king of right? pop, like, Yeah, so that's the thing. Like what he's allegedly done is horrific and like unforgivable, right? Also, when Thriller comes on, tell me you're not like getting so hyped out of your mind every time you hear that, right? So it's like <laughs> yeah. really hard to separate. And there's, you know, a lot more examples of just like artists can be like some really eccentric, weird, fucked up people. So... Um, like I always have, <laughs> I always try to separate that if I can, but I'm sure there is a line there somewhere and, I, and I'm not sure where it is just yet, but I would say that's one where I'm hypocritical if I, if I'm like, oh no, I can't stand by this person's work when I'm bumping Michael Jackson in the car, you know, cause if he did what they said he did, then he's an awful, Y'all was seen an awful person. HBO Max. I had to turn it off. It was too much. Like it wasn't, it wasn't entertaining. It was just like horrific and too tough to watch. Yeah. Um, ben, what about you? I think it depends uh on the, on the crime or or on the on the situation. Um you know, when I look at my collection, I can look at every figure on there and know what that representation means to me. What I hear Marco saying there is that, you know, he's had a connection to Michael Jackson's music. He feels that connection, and so if he ever had a figure of him, you know, you could at least say, I've always loved the music. It reminds me of childhood or a party or a situation or whatever. Right. If I had a terrible example, (laughs) terrible (laughs) example. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Um, forget about it. Uh, but if, if I can't look at my figures and feel like they have a true 
like representation of like of my heart like why i truly love them in the collection i don't just collect them for the sake of collecting and so i didn't like ezra miller's flash representation that might be a hot take i've always liked grant gustin better so i would never buy the ezra miller figure because i didn't like his flash not because i don't like him as a as a dude um but if you're somebody like a Bill Cosby or, you know, some of these other guys out there, you know, I, I had once thought about uh, kit bashing on Kevin Spacey. Well, I don't know if like that, like, again, right, there's the there's this line in the sand of it's too inappropriate to, to then support. Um, I think there are people who just kind of make bad choices, and I don't think that that should necessarily sewer their career, so or their lives, anyways, right? I mean, this might be a really rough patch for this Ezra Miller guy. Uh, he might come out of it and end up being okay, you know. Like, look at Robert Downey Jr. You know, there was a period of time in his life where he looked like there was a, there was no going back for that guy, and now almost all of us have a Robert Downey Jr. in our collection, and so that's you a great point, Ben. You shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't take that away from somebody if they've made bad choices but that there is that line in the sand that as i said if i if somebody comes down and takes a look at my collection with me and they go hey you've got a bill cosby in your your collection haven't you heard the news it's gonna it's just going to be an awkward conversation and, and that will start to make my appreciation for that that um portrayal diminish right uh slowly over time so yeah. i don't I don't know really how I feel about this, to be honest. I think it's a, a great topic, Ben. Um, but I, I don't know. I just really don't know. Like, Michael Vick did some terrible things. But if I'm fucking playing Madden 04, best believe I'm fucking picking mm-hmm. the Falcons. Like, no doubt. It, it's hard. It's, 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 it's hard. I don't know. I think... I don't know that there's a line that you draw, but I think you just kind of know. Um, so I, I, I thought about this all day and I, I just don't really have a great answer for it, but, um, I think Ben, that's a great point about, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really good point. So we will, um, maybe circle back to this one another day, but, uh, might almost GD be a, says, it might almost be a better after dark conversation, right? Because there's yeah. some pretty dark, there's a dark, really dark side to that to that chat, and I mean, yeah. it, it's hard to address on the main on the main show, but it like it's definitely I think it's definitely worth exploring more over over time. Maybe an, like as I said, maybe an after dark segment if people are are you know have their opinions on it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Gigi. but I think I think RDJ is probably like the one in a million Hollywood story, yeah. right? I don't, usually, it doesn't get better, right? So Not usually. Um, We'll see. Well, I guess we'll see what happens with both of these these uh, actors. Uh, and then this week is is uh, Star Wars week. May the fourth is coming up. We had a Star Wars episode last year, but um, I don't think we're doing one this year. I'm curious. Uh, it's been a year since we last really talked about Star Wars. Um, what has Star Wars meant for you this year? For me, I'm really excited for Kenobi. Um, I think we all are. We're getting the first two episodes. I think May twenty seventh, which is really neat. Um, we haven't had a um, we haven't had like a film in a while, and I feel like it's weird getting used to because for a while there they're popping them out like every six months, and it almost felt like too much. And now I feel like maybe it's too little. But I think I think I'm excited for Kenobi. I I'm just. A little bit concerned. I've seen like a lot of people say the MCU shows are just kind of 
you know, for the most part, a little meh. And I, I hate when Star Wars feels meh. Like, I definitely think it can be overdone, like some of the Marvel stuff. Um, but for me this past year, I've been really enjoying the Bad Batch show. Uh, I'm in a rewatch right now and absolutely loving it. Um, I know the uh, Lego Star Wars game just came out and I'm, I'm trying to get my hands on that. Um, but it's, um, I've, you know, been really enjoying it. And my kids at that age where she started to get into it. Uh, so, so the other day she wanted to watch uh, Return of the Jedi because she likes the Ewoks. And, uh, you know, I think, I think this year with Star Wars, I've been really getting into, uh, Lego a lot with Star Wars. Uh, not too much with Hot Toys or 1-6, but with Black Series, Black Series has been a huge collecting focus for me with with uh, again the bad bad show, um, just because the prices of hot toys, the release times, and then not finishing teams, I think Hasbro really, really excels at like doing a like, hey, we're gonna make the cast of Rogue One in figure form, or the cast of Rebels main characters, or Bad Batch. So, for me, I think collecting Black Series has been been a, a really good alternative to hot toys lately for me because it, it really bothers me when there's a team of figures and you only get, you know, one or two, maybe three and you're missing the other three. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of where I've been with star Wars this year. Um, I'm not like, I think Lord of the Rings is still probably my favorite franchise to collect and like to watch and everything like that at the moment. But, uh, maybe that'll change this year. What about you, Dean? <clears throat> this year, star Wars has been kind of a, I don't know. I don't want to say a letdown, but the Boba Fett show really was um, leaves much to be desired. Um, but as a whole, I'm still optimistic. Like you said, we got Obi Wan coming up. Hopefully, they don't run that into the grounds, uh, which I'm expecting. Um, but yeah, like you said, there hasn't been any movies. It's like really weird. We're like in this weird period, but we're still getting content. So I guess it's not like the worst thing in the world. I mean, we went, <laughs> we went how many years without any Star Wars? So, but how, how is Disney releasing a Marvel movie on the week of May 4th and not a Star Wars movie? Like what, what's yeah. going on over there? You're not wrong. Dude, I feel bad. I literally forgot. The Boba Fett show was a thing. I totally good. forgot that existed, bro. It's like... I had more fun watching it with y'all. We were dying laughing. Yeah, I think the best part about that show was roasting it live. Um, and then watching the Rogue One 6 panel <laughs> afterwards, that was Yeah, amazing. going over there and chatting. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. But, yeah, I don't know. It's a It's a weird time. It's not the it's, worst time, but it's weird. It's sad, right? Because Star Wars should be peaking right now, right? Like, off the hype of The Mandalorian, there should be so much to be excited about. And they're just like, feels like they're mishandling the property a little bit. Might not be the case. We got some upcoming stuff. But yeah, it's kind of, we we're not as hyped as we should be right now. Correct. What about you, John? Boba Fett killed it for me. Mandal was super exciting. That kind of got me back into it. Uh, Boba just completely swept the carpet beneath the feet um i'm hopeful for obi-wan i really am hopeful for it 
but in the back of my head and a lot of speaking to a lot of collectors they say it's the same thing oh they're gonna let you down they're gonna let you down i'm gonna still be hopeful because they're building up so much anticipation we've got christian coming back uh, the trailer looks pretty good for me i'd love to see vader visiting padme's uh gravesite oh they're doing that that's awesome i don't know if they're doing that but if oh, i if do they see are, that's the, fucking awesome i would fucking flip i want to see that please but uh we'll see figure wise or statue wise i know xm says they're going to be doing some a new vader danny's mentioned figure wise well look look what hot toys is doing these crappy releases this all this drama maybe we'll see obi-wan release tomorrow the one to go with the uh the anakin you never know maybe we'll see a padme or something some of those figures that they had shown us that didn't get released maybe they'll put some up tomorrow and and renew faith in the company a jedi starfighter who knows but um it's gonna be an exciting week very exciting week so it's good to be a star wars fan guys this is the best week of the year so shauna tells me i'm showing my age pretty consistently because i compare kind of movies back in the day to what they are becoming and I've noticed this trend where um, television does seem like it's really becoming the mainstream way that people like to consume content. And I think that's built from the world of everything needs to be in shorter, smaller bites sized information now for people to feel like they have the time to consume it. Um, but I also think that the storytelling lately in television has almost been better than a lot of films. In films, they we often have that criticism where they have a lot of information or a lot of characters that they really want to get into the film, but then nobody gets a full story and everybody feels a little diluted and then the movie's over and then people aren't happy with it. I think one of the best things that we've seen from shows like The Mandalorian uh, or even this recent uh, show uh, Moon Knight, I never knew anything about Moon Knight as a character. I never read any of the comics. Truthfully, I didn't care. I didn't care about the character at all. I didn't have any representation to, to, to bring my nostalgia to life. But because they've been able to give it to us in this consumable content and really develop characters uh, that we now, after you know a shorter season, I think a lot of people now care about. They want to see what will happen to these people as characters. I now think if they eventually come out with a Moon Knight film, for example, that Moon Knight film will do so much better because now people know who it is and people are invested in the characters because they've had the time and the energy to consume the content that's available. I think when it comes to Star Wars, I mean, for the last several movies... Uh, a lot of people haven't been happy with that content. And it, I don't think it was for lack of trying uh, from Lucasfilm or Disney. I just think that they weren't necessarily giving Star Wars fans what they were what they were looking for potentially out of, out of those stories. But I wonder if they had done it the other way before those films were released. If we'd seen some series where we got to know Rey a little bit better and Finn a little bit better and some of these other characters who are in this the sequel trilogy, would we have cared about those movies more? Would we have liked them more? I think that television has a little bit less of a gamble and potentially a, a much greater payout down the line because television recently like when it comes to star wars this year uh they regave us uh, a luke skywalker and uh you know when they did it in the end of season one of mando i thought the cgi luke was a little off-putting i didn't love him when i saw man or when i saw luke skywalker in season two 
dude, um, tears came to my eyes. I'm not even sure why, because I've never been like a crazy Luke Skywalker fan, but I think it was just the fact that it was like so realistic and so well done that it brought me right back to when I was a kid watching the original series, and I loved it. But that was in television. They gave it to us in not necessarily films. So I think if done well, the consumable content, I think, We'll continue to see more content over time that's tailored to people, younger people than me, who like, you know, bite-sized content that they can watch. Shauna's the same way. I can't get Shauna to sit down for anything longer than about 45 minutes. She will not watch movies with me otherwise. She just won't. But if it's a television show, she'll give it a chance because she knows that in 45 minutes, she can go do something else with her life if she wants to. That makes it's so much easier for people to become greater fans of the series and and, and and the shows that we all that we all love so it's a bit of a hot take maybe but that's how i see it whoa i love to hear it yeah so um, i would just say um yeah zach before you cut me off no <laughs> star wars will always have a special you. place in my heart um but i i just am a little bit disappointed that i'm not as hyped for it as i should be right now as i was mentioning you know, just coming back from um, Galaxy's Edge, and it's great to see all those characters out there, and obviously looking at all the memorabilia and riding the rides. And um, but I, I just don't see their long-term plan. It's like we're kind of like one uh, one property at a time, like holding on. Like, come on, give us something good, give us something to get excited about. If that Rogue Squadron movie was on the horizon for like December, then it'd be like, okay, well, you know, and, and Obi hits, then we, now we're building some momentum. But it just feels so hodgepodge right now that. Um, it doesn't feel like we're in the best of hands, which is unfortunate because this is a property that should be rocking it and should have us excited kind of year round. And I'm okay to build up the hype if they want to release a movie every other year, but we just don't know what they're doing. And, and that's the frustrating part. But that being said, I'm excited to see what Hot Toys announces. Um, and hopefully there's some releases from the you know original trilogy stuff for us to really get excited about. Definitely. Um Ben, this was an interesting thing with um, with Moon Knight season two. Do you want to tell us what happened here? It was like a Twitter thing or some some sort of uh, post that went up and then got quickly deleted. Yeah, exactly. So for since the show's uh, inception, I think that they've kind of pinpointed this as uh, a, a small snapshot series that will introduce this character into the lifespan of of Marvel television and, and films. Um, and I know that they've even put this name forward or for this show forward. I can't remember for what awards it is. It might be the Emmys or one of those, but, uh, for a short series, like they've, they've put it up for an award. Um, but that's that type of award. You can only have one season. And so for the longest time, they've been calling this, uh, like a series finale that's coming. Uh, and recently they were advertising the trailer of this final episode that's coming episode six of moon Knight, which i'm stoked for it's, i've loved the show so far uh and they called it in that in that trailer uh twitter uh, note basically that it was a, a series finale uh and then 14 minutes later they took it down put it up again and it said it was a season uh finale so I think they're really just alluding to the fact that there may actually be a season two of Moon Knight uh, potentially coming. And I would love to see it. There is so much content now that could be explored now that we have an idea of who these characters are uh, that I think that's really exciting. Um, or they'll, you know, introduce Moon Knight in a different way, maybe have a slightly different title so they can still submit that first season for an award. But either way, 
it was pretty cool to see that this uh this might get another another season because yeah I've been, they, been loving it it's super exciting they actually put out the name of the new season it's uh sun Knight. oh really are yeah. you kidding me i'm yeah, gullible Sunlight. <laughs> don't get me excited <laughs> 48 hours from now if they're not convinced i'm not convinced i shut you down john that's a good Too one. um i um I have to Ten finish all the other episodes. Five was um, good. Really? That's what I'm It's a mind. Saying. It's a mind. It plays with your mind, I'll tell you that. You'll have questions after it, but it, it was well done. Have you guys seen Legion wow. at all? The Angel no. movie? No, this is like, it was Professor X's son. It was an FX series. I like, Loosely, oh my, my gosh, one of my favorite comic book shows. And this is like, this show went from, you know, kind of a generic run of the mill. Like, where are they really going? I'm not super familiar with the books to the last two episodes. My gosh, it's been it's been great. Like an extra season or, or second season is welcome. Last thing I will say, like I love what Marvel's doing. They've had a lot more like just okay films or TV shows over the last, you know, this this re most recent phase um, since Endgame for me. But at, at least like they've built in some flexibility, right? Like you can get a season two. You can have Captain America you know, spin into Captain America 4 so he can get his own movie. You know, you've got a Loki show, which is going to have a season two. You've got um, WandaVision having its own spinoff. But then you could also stop a show at, you know, at one season if that needs to happen. So it seems like they're kind of going with the flow, seeing what's popular with people. Um, so I've got a lot more faith in them than I do, you know, other folks to kind of uh, do this little jazz that they're doing with these properties. You know, got to watch Merlin. Best, best television out there um avatar has a title and we have some images from the sequel avatar the way of the water um i'm not particularly excited i feel like it's one of those movies that i don't think needed a sequel it was like you know i was happy with where everyone was left off it was a you know nice little one-shot movie but you know in the way of hollywood these days we're getting a sequel so that's uh is anyone excited for this i'm not particularly thrilled to revisit uh revisit this franchise Has i like the movie by had... the way i don't hate avatar yeah. by any means i just don't like I, I just feel like it wrapped up pretty nicely put a nice little bow on it and uh i don't know yeah i agree with you i think isn't there like five sequels they've they've kind of announced or some, it's some ridiculous number of movies i'm like why um I know that Disney Parks has a huge like Avatar Worlds. What's what's it called? Avatar World. The, the planet they're on. That's what they call it. Anyway, Avatar World. It's been too many years. Jesus Christ. Purgatory <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Some weird name. Um, but yeah, it's like does it, uh, I didn't even particularly care for the first movie. I think oh. I've seen it once. Pandora. Pandora. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so maybe I guess Disney has a lot of invested in the success of Avatar, so that's why they're doing it. Um, but yeah, it's just fucking beating off a dead horse. <laughs> Sorry, I could never get through that. Um, it, it is what it is. I I could care less. This is super exciting. Uh, Avatar was amazing, uh, groundbreaking when it came out. And they have a lineup to like 2028 or some something like that. Apparently, there's like two, three, four, or some other thing. This is exciting. Ten years. 
What's his name? The actor who plays uh, the guy, Sully. He's like, I was in the Sam show. Sam Worthington? Yeah, Sam Worthington. He's like, in the show, I was in a wheelchair. By the time we get to the last film, I'll be in a wheelchair for real, in real life. Wow. Because he's like 40-something. Um, yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, it's an inside joke, the beating off a dead horse, the small talk joke. Um, all right, let's move on. It's small around here. Uh, we'll blow through this real quick. Batman 2 was announced with Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves uh, returning along with the rest of the team. Uh, Zoe's, or Zoe Kravitz? Totally just Zoe Kravitz. Back there. I was going to say... <laughs> never mind. Uh, yeah, so most D- of the cast D- is returning. G- guess. Uh, <laughs> who's the Gamora actress? What's her name? Zoe Saldana. Yes, I was about to say that. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so let's get on to our movie of the week, uh, Donnie Brasco. Now, this this was a change. We were originally supposed to watch Labyrinth, but uh, sorry, Sam, wasn't wasn't streaming anywhere. And boy, what a what a great switch. Uh, Joseph Pistoni is an FBI agent who has infiltrated one of the major New York mafia families and is living under the name Donnie Brasco. He develops a relationship with mob hitman Benjamin Lefty Ruggiero in order to develop a deeper undercover. Wow, this doesn't make sense. In order to get deeper undercover, but ends up developing a real friendship with the mafioso. As the relationship develops, Pistoni must decide whether or not to complete his job, knowing that it will lead to the murder of his new friend. I fucking love this movie. I've never seen it. I've never seen this movie, and I I was fucking blown away. Um, I'm most familiar with Johnny Depp from like really eccentric roles, so to see him as... like a really, I don't say clean cut because he's in the mob for the movie, but, you know, he's kind of got the slick back hair, the suit, like, it really kind of threw me off initially. And I wasn't really sure the tone of the movie because, you know, in the cooking scene, like, there's a lot of, I felt like it was, like, really lighthearted, and then the Christmas scene, you know, thought it was kind of funny. And then it starts getting, like, really dark. Really, really dark. And I I really enjoyed this movie. I did have, like, one complaint at the beginning. I feel like the opening was a bit rushed. Like, he meets him, exactly. tries to sell him a ring. Exactly. And then, like, all of a sudden, they're, like, best friends. They're driving yep. together. He's, like, inviting him to his house. Oh, do you want to be a made man? Like, it almost seems like maybe he just never gets any respect from anybody, and he's finally getting some. He's like, dude, I'm going to let you in all the way. Like, I don't know. It's It was it was interesting. That, that, that was really my only complaint. And then maybe the airport scene when the uh, FBI agent kind of sold him out. It seemed like so off, and I just can't imagine any agent doing that to another agent. Like, it, it, it just totally took me out of the movie. And this is based on a true story, so maybe yeah. that actually did happen, and that's why it's in the movie. But it just seemed like an unnecessary bit of tension that didn't really need to be there. But man, this movie's freaking fantastic. It is available for free on Tubi, uh, and it's, it's definitely worth the watch. I was. Uh, I mean, there was there was like maybe two moments where the tension was just incredible. They had kind of shown throughout the film that he's wearing a wire in his boots, and I guess that's kind of how he was hiding it because you know no one's gonna really pat down the inside of his boots. And he's told to take his shoes off in a restaurant, and he's like freaking out, and he comes up with this crazy, um, you know, way to get out of it, and it it ends up being pretty brutal. But it's it was such a neat scene. Uh, real clever on on the writer's part, and 
I, I enjoyed the movie. I think I think it does have some problems, but overall, like based on a true story, so you know, I don't know how much is really embellished, but uh reading the wiki on the actual people that were involved, apparently it's a fairly uh truthful uh, adaptation of of the real events uh mark says uh al pacino was meh in this movie for me i felt quite the opposite i thought he was great i think he played his role well he's obviously not the uh the kingpin of the family so he's not as brutal yeah. he's really just taking orders yeah. and uh honestly i f- <laughs> i felt like the whole movie i was watching john like just the way that the people talk to each other i'm like dude john's personality is like 100 percent from this movie like just 100 percent uh, but on on the whole, I think it was a great movie, and I'm glad to have seen another great Johnny Depp film, especially with everything going on uh, in his personal life. Uh, it was it was a great film, and I'm upset that it's taken this long to watch it. So I, I got like nine out of ten. It was a really solid movie. Well, um, <clears throat> I um, I watched Donnie Darko. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> No, I'm not fucking with you. Oh my god! So this movie is on Netflix. Um, I have not finished it yet. Wow, it's getting, get real, it's getting real juicy. Uh, I got to the part where they get to the. How did you finish it? Uh, I had to jump on. I got to the part with. Um, Should we pause until you finish and then we'll come back? No, to no, 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 that's fine. I mean, Zach already fucking spoiled it, but it's fine. Um, I mean, it's implied that you should have watched it before. I know. I'm not. I'm not complaining. You. Oh, are. you kind of complained a little bit. No, well, I just so said what part you, you What part you on? The well, part I mean, where they I thought everyone watched it. I didn't know anyone did. They watch just it. got to. Uh, he's leaving the hotel in Miami, and he gets seen, but the other guy sees him, and they both think like, "Fuck, oh, okay. he's talking." Yeah, me. yeah. The coke. Yeah, deal. yeah. The it's coke. The deal. beginning of the movie. No, it's not. <laughs> it's pretty. Pretty early. Mid. It's about mid. Yeah. Um, he really didn't. Yeah, it's it. So far, I'm loving it. I I really like, like Zach said, the uh, Al Pacino is almost like a fucking nobody. Like exactly. everybody kind of like looks down on him. Yeah, like he's like, oh, it's just fucking, it's Al Pacino, like fucking lefty. Yeah, yeah like eh, like entertain yourself. We got other shit to do. Um, fucking um, what's his name? I love the actor Michael Madsen. Fucking. Uh, uh, Sonny Black, fucking so love. Yeah, but I he's not a mobster. No, but I love Michael Madsen. He just yeah. like has like that he really plays a like big boss pretty well. I think. Yeah, uh, dude. This uh, fucking uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, Kill yeah. Bill. Like I always love his characters. Um, I haven't seen him do anything where I'm like, oh, all right, fuck this guy. But you know, like I said, I'm not done. There's a lot of funny moments in this movie. Like Zach said in the, in the chat, he's like, "Is this a comedy?" Because uh, like, there's a lot of like really funny parts. Uh, I don't know if they're supposed to be. There are some. Uh, I like the part at the very beginning with the with the ring, and he's like, "What kind of car you got?" And he's like, "A Porsche." And he's like, "Whose car does this belong to?" He's like, "It's Lefty's." I was like, eight grand? How much for Porsches in 1970?" They were eight grand. So I was like, well, okay, fuck. God damn. Um, yeah, so far I'm having a lot of fun. Johnny Depp, amazing. Uh, his wife, uh, 
played by uh, Annie. I think it's Annie Heesh. I don't know how to say her last name. Such a fucking babe, bro. They're, <laughs> they're like in the middle of a fight. And he's like, I come home to an empty house. And oh, she's yeah. like, well, I want to be with you. And then, boom, immediately, it's like makeup sex, bro. The best kind, right? So, yeah, amazing. Uh, so far, I'm having a lot of fun. I really like it. 7.7 7 out of 10. And 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Look, it's not the best Mafia movie, I'll tell you that. It's it's a good movie. It's well done. Yeah, Al Pacino in this, Lefty is portrayed as... He's weak. He he, he says it so many times. He's like the the rambling, oh, I've killed 26 people, this 26 hits, and this and that. And he keeps repeating that. And then, oh, I, I've spent my whole life working, and, and I have nothing to show for it sort of thing. And he's taking yeah. money. <laughs> when he does the Christmas... He gives him the Christmas card... Johnny does the, the crazy money back. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> he the money back. Yeah, but every time, every time they money. interact, yeah, he's like, "Oh, you got this card, or how much you got on you?" And then he takes exactly. the whole. That stat. doesn't happen. But I appreciate, I appreciate the relationship that w I agree with Zach completely. In the beginning, the relationship was built too quickly. Like you don't take someone under your wing like that, especially when it comes to mafia stuff that quickly without knowing them but the relationship that was built throughout the movie between johnny depp's character donnie and um al pacino lefty and how it gets to the point where you see um donnie towards the end have sympathy for this guy and it's like okay i want to throw the rest of them under the bus but i kind of want to protect him and even at the end, I, I like the perspective of this, of this movie where it's like, it shows you him as a as a inside guy working for the FBI, and then it gets to the end, and it's like, okay, you've done all this work, you were able to incarcerate all these people. Brutal, bro. And here's a metal and a $500 check, and he looks at it like, fuck, I just spent all these days, all these weeks, months with this guy, built a relationship like an, not an intimate relationship, but you know what I mean, emotionally intimate relationship where you, you met his son, you went to the hospital, everything. You sacrificed your life with your family, your daughters growing up, your, your, your relationship with your wife, and this is what they're giving you? I thought it was nuts. So I, I liked that kind of look into the story. But the funniest part was like FBI walks into the room on the pool table, boom. He was a fucking FBI agent. And they all look at each other like, what the fuck? And then they didn't believe it. They thought it was free. But I thought that was cool. I appreciate the movie. Um, I'll probably give it a seven and a half. That scene felt so out of place to me, John. It felt so forced. Yeah. They rushed it. Like, I think they, they crammed like a lot the into end, the film. Like, why would they just walk in and be like, hey, we're FBI and like not expect like anything to happen like the way they just walked in it was like hey he was a one of us all along like it seems yeah. so unnecessary i feel like i mean i don't know maybe that's how it really happened but i feel like in the real life story it's probably a bit more drawn out and not as immediate because and part of me is like you know if if that's the rule of the mob like why did they just kill al pacino right then and there it made no sense that like he went home and no, then got it a doesn't call make like that. I didn't like the ending. To well, be it doesn't make sense. Is if you're putting the pictures on the pool table, then why aren't you arresting them on the spot? <laughs> exactly. Well, I think the pictures that they had 
from what I recall, those are all pictures of uh, him graduating uh, the school. Yeah, they're not of the mafia people. No, but but that's telling the mob guys that hey, we had an FBI agent wired up here. We have we have more, so we have stuff against you. So that if the mob's like, if you have stuff against me, if I'm in the mob and your FBI's coming and putting shit on my table, show, if you have stuff against me, why aren't you arresting me right now? Yeah. What what do you think, Marco? Yeah, so I think the the convenient parts that you guys are pointing out are kind of what like makes this movie fall just short of being really really good. Um, I, this is one that I hadn't seen since college, like so it's been you know ten years. Um, the relationship obviously between Pacino and Depp, like that's that's what makes the movie, and kind of reminded me of two of my other favorite, like you know I'm big on the gangster or mobster movie movies, the ones that are a little bit more untraditional. I would say like The Departed and, well, Goodfellas is pretty traditional, but yeah. just where it's like it, the linchpin is this relationship between these two guys. Um, so that's, you know, what I, what I really love about it. The tension, Zach, like you, like you said, obviously with Training Day being one of my favorite movies, like you got to have that tension um, there ultimately for this to be successful. Um, Michael Madsen, I know, John, you were saying you don't, you don't buy him. I think he, I think he crushed it. Like I think I, I definitely bought him in the role and shout Forget out to Paul about G- it. Yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Paul Giamatti. I think he was like a <laughs> great character it, actor. Right? Oh Amazing. man, so yeah, so so I don't know, just really strong movie overall, but just short of being really really good. Um, but the, the performance by the two leads kind of carry it for me. So a couple quick points for me. I I felt like at the beginning of the movie, I agree at first that it did seem a little rushed. I'd never seen this film before. And so I had watched the trailer when we did the movie change over the weekend. And I wasn't all that stoked to watch it because the trailer for it wasn't very good. Uh, And then I put it on and it reminded me immediately of Johnny uh, Depp's casting in the movie Blow. I loved the movie Blow. It's, I think, one of his best movies of all time. Uh, Definitely a good watch if you guys haven't seen it. But... I liked that in the beginning of this movie, they kind of alluded to the fact that I think Johnny Depp's character had already been casing Lefty out a little bit. He already knew what made Lefty tick, and he knew how he was going to kind of get in with him. Uh, And I think that was kind of represented on him, you know, typing out the notes later, you know, got in with Lefty, Horsecock, whatever his name was, all his different aliases that he has. Um, But I also think that there was a bit of a blind spot for Lefty because of his son, Uh, how his son was, you know, a drug head, and I think he was really disappointed by his son, and I think what he saw in Johnny Depp was another son, somebody who he could love and respect and kind of show the ropes to and all of those things because his own son was such a a wasted opportunity as as kind of what he he seemed to look at him as. So I think there was a little bit of, like, again, the story was rushed there a little bit, but I think there was enough in the background to maybe allude to, to why they were able to do that. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie um, was uh, with Paul Giamatti when he was asking, you know, what does forget about forget about it mean? And Johnny Depp kind of goes through all the different ways you can say forget yeah. about it. And that made me laugh. I thought it was awesome. I love just like, it, again, it's cool just the way of speaking and how you can make that work for you. Right. And so I thought that was a really, really cool part in the movie. Um, then as it got a little darker and the tension started to kind of grow, I really didn't expect that scene of him sawing the guy's leg and boot and everything. And when they, when they shot that guy, uh, in the basement, that was like, that was kind of messed up. Like it got really bloody quick there for a couple, (laughs) a couple minutes, uh, which was different. But I think 
one of the things that I liked about it and what stuck with me, at least closer to the end of the film, and sorry, Dean, uh, I don't know if you want to mute me, bud, but um, at the end when um, Pacino's character, he know, or Lefty, he knows that he's getting, he's getting what, called out, I think is what they, they kind of referred to it as, where, you know, like, he expects to, you know, he's going to die, right? And because he's had trouble with money uh, over the course of his life in his film, and we see that a lot in the film, I thought it was a really powerful scene when he was, you know, saying goodbye to his wife and kissing her goodbye, and he knows he's going to die when he's when he leaves or be incarcerated, or he's not really sure, I guess, of his fate, but he takes all his jewelry off and makes sure he leaves the jewelry box hanging open slightly so she obviously sees it, so she's not left without money. And, and like, to me, that just, like, it stuck with me. I don't know what it was. I, it, like, it made me feel like it had some, some gravitas or some weight uh, to the reason for why we watched the whole film to begin with. And then knowing, like you said, about the $500 check at the end was just such a slap because, you know, he did develop relationships with these people. And it made me think a lot about undercover work, at, you know, you must, like, I, I can't imagine being an undercover agent in any type of situation where you do have to infiltrate these people and you do have to build their trust because once you build somebody's trust, you do get to know them as people. And even though people make monstrous choices and they make really bad decisions, they're not always necessarily bad in their heart, right? And I think that that was what we got to see with Lefty was that he made some bad choices and he'd gone down this path and he made his he made his bed, Um but he still had a heart, and there was still love there, and that was really hard to watch. So I thought, it blew me away. This movie, like, I did not expect that I was going to like it as much as I did, and John, I'm actually, I'm glad you selected this one, buddy. It was a good, it was a good pick. So, really liked it. Sweet job to be, uh, to have a job like that. Can you imagine? Crazy. Be crazy. Um, Marco, what's our movie of the week? Son of a gun, I didn't come prepared at all. You I did mother- not. Fucker. Can I we, tried to, can I we, tried to give you the warning. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did, and I thought it wasn't. Um, give me one second here. I'll give you 10 seconds while I address a comment. Two messages earlier. Uh, what's up with the Blitzway Instagram post? I made a post earlier today on on Instagram at the Everyday Collector. Uh, Blitzway featured in GQ magazine, guys. Why? First time. Can you imagine that? Wow. I can for what just their marketing uh, like gifts for men or something i think that let me see if oh, i go interesting go to the post it said okay, gifts I'm for ready. men or something that's pretty cool what so stat- like what statue or just the whole company was a gifts for men it was uh it showed the batman statue let me Very see interesting here. i want to show this picture real quick this is a picture of lefty and holy shit the casting is spot on I think so. for uh al pacino it's crazy that's like spot so on. So good. So fucking good. Um, while John's finding that, let's uh, see what we got next. Did you, got a, did you get a movie, Marco? Yeah, I do. So, And stop me if we've already done this one, but The Departed. Okay. I think it's on my Netflix. On the, the Departed. I just checked it's on, HB, it's on HBO Max, so okay. hopefully it's there in Canada as well. Sure. All right. Well, let's watch that next week, and then we'll see what it all what's all about. Uh, Dean, let's say thank you to the Patreonies, the pillars of the network, the peeps that keep us going. Yes, huge shout out to Sean Fear, Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Man- Mariscal, sorry, Quinn Aguirre, Lima Hernandez, King Louie, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, Equan, 
Chris Valserina, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Breda, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Kratt, Big Old Fern, King Zach, Caesar Mariquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bomonsky, Rick DeGregorio, the Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, the Illustrious Rainer, Alad Morgan, Tukothri, Waugh, Derek B, Carlos Saavedra, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Dalmaton, Bo LeBoyd, Jimmy Dalmaton. James, Stephen Percha, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Steve and Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Louie Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. Bunch of angels. Thank you guys for your support. In May, we have two things going out. The Bricks and Brews Hollow Sticker and a CW Pog. Uh, everyone will get one random common or chase Pog. If you're in the top tier, you'll also get a full sheet of unpunched uh, Pogs while supplies last. And... Um, yeah, it's definitely a great month there. Uh, the D&D dice will be shipping out very soon. Uh, just got the bubble mailers this weekend. Got to package everything up and get everything uh, labeled. So my apologies for the delay. Unfortunately, the black um, bubble mailers that I wanted were uh, a bit delayed in arriving. We do have three tiers for Patreon. The Sweet Angel tier, which is $5 a month. You get stickers sent straight to your door and access to over 115 episodes of Ox After Dark. The $15 certified crispy certificate uh, tier, uh, you get figure fix assistance, the certificate, and stickers sent straight to your door. And we have the $25 What A Guy tier, which is the deluxe POG set and doubles of all the stickers we send. So three great raise, great ways to show your support for the network. As far as YouTube channel members, we have MojoZ78, OG Fan, Absolute Irwin, Bama, Test Just One, Mark Pearson, DK Avenger702, Ben Thomas, OMFG Rick. Uh, Justin Harass, S. Beam, Paul Schreiber, Andres I.B., Andrew Gibo, Daminator, CC3PO, Sam Gist, Lemur Hernandez, Thomas Clark, and Carlito. Thank you guys for your support. If you want to join uh, the YouTube channel members, you can click that link there. You get access to loyalty badges and emojis uh, for 99 cents if you're a Patreon member or $2.99 if you're not. Um, once we get enough members there, we'll add the, uh, I guess, the John emoji. That seems to be the one that's winning out. Uh, as far as the uh, network goes, we have CW Live, OFAC, Small Talk, After Dark, Bricks and Brews, The Ringcast, Live and Let Dice, Pose Wars, and Collectors Club. Uh, it is Mother's Day this weekend, so uh, I guess it was a conflict of interest with some things, so we're going to move Pose Wars to June, uh, so stay tuned for that. We got uh, some cool stuff coming up for Pose Wars, uh, and then this week, I believe it is Surami OFAC. My right there, OFAC, uh, and uh, we also have After Dark tomorrow, and then Club on Friday. So should be should be fun. Uh, and then I believe we're doing a ringcast soon. And also, if you haven't listened, pose uh, Bricks and Brews and Living the Dice were this past weekend, and there were definitely some pretty good shows there. Uh, we have T Public. If you guys want to support us on uh on t public there you can check us out we have lots of different designs there shirts start at 13 dollars when they're on sale uh and uh, they're pretty high quality t-shirts uh john can we read the uh, social media slide please of course on facebook we got uh, collecting weekly we also have collecting weekly auxiliary instagram at collecting weekly and at collecting weekly underscore clips where you can hear our latest clip about uh ben and nuts 
Uh, we also have at the wow. underscore everyday underscore collector. Guys, be sure to follow these uh, social media posts, pages, posts, whatever. Shout out time. Do you guys have any shout outs that you want to give? Shout out to uh, all the mothers this uh, this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Shout out to all the mothers out there. I'm going to give a shout out to pair. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's go my ahead, dad's yes. birthday today, so shout out to my dad. Very Happy cool. birthday. Going to hopefully see him this weekend, so happy birthday really for that. Shout out Michael Mann for listening to the show and sending me the Batman. Much appreciated. Love it. Shout out to all the Latina MILFs out there. Jeez. Are they in the shout out to Baby Girl 707, unrelated to the last shout out. But Always. Shout out. <laughs> I was going to say shout out to Cuervo and to Sean um, and also to Mario and to Eddie. You know, meeting them in person, all like great people. So Eddie was the one I was most questionable on, and he ended up probably being the best guy. So, but no, everyone was just super cool. So shout out to this community. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. When he's sleeping. Uh, when he's sleeping, <laughs> he said. <laughs> Forget about it. Ben, do you have any shout outs you want to give? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody uh, for all the support, uh, even on my, my little channel that I've got going on here. I think I'm at like 88 subscribers now, so I'm getting close to that 100, which is kind of exciting. So uh, hey, I've been having a ton URL, of... baby. Soon, yeah. So I've been having a ton of fun talking Star Trek with people and my comments and everything. So like, I like the comments. If you guys watch the videos, definitely leave something because it always gives me a little uh, little something extra to do at work when I don't want to think about work anymore. So I definitely if appreciate all the support and, and all that. If if we do a playback, I might do a clip. But the second that Ben said Star Trek, Dean yawned. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I turned off my camera. So. You wow. guys are terrible. You guys are Beat terrible. me up, Scotty. <laughs> That's fine. All the Star Trek fans, they can come to my channel. I'll talk to them there. They all get some support. Oh, it's all good. It's now all he's good. taking, now he's taking Star Trek fans, Zach. <laughs> you hate to see it. It was about to happen. You hate to see it. It was about to happen. Come on. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Love you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight in the chat. Booming show and for all the support on the network. We love you guys. And uh, hope you guys have a good finale for Moon Knight for those that watch it. Hopefully you guys have a good uh, May the 4th. A very exciting day for the Star Wars nerds out there. And I love you guys. And uh, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm sorry. I was being I'm John. I'm, I'm sorry. She was a drawing. I'm, 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 I'm Dylan. Till next time. Jeez, that was the worst. Unbelievable. No, I'm Ben. I'm kickstart oh. it again, Zach. Start it again with it's amateur. I go last. <laughs> it's our amateur You're right. Hour. You're that was all Marcos. <laughs> Come on. Fuck no, up. John had never said anything. I was waiting on him. <laughs> well, I thought <laughs> I'm oh, Zach. I've been doing this for two hundred almost. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Jonathan. I'm Marco. And I'm done. Catch you on the next episode. Bye.